Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you the latest information for guys before, during, and after divorce and all things related to family law. And today, of course, is no different. I'm joined by Jacob out in Virginia. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, before we get started in the topic of the day, obviously, I always start out making sure everyone knows and, you know, we each have licensure limitations and, you know, Missouri, Illinois, and Georgia for me and Virginia for you. And uh, don't take this as legal advice. Certainly, we don't want to create or let you think that this is a substitute for uh, an in-person or Zoom consultation for you and, and establishing an attorney-client relationship with someone who we always recommend practices exclusively with family law. There is no substitute because your facts and your case, your circumstances will likely dictate something different, right? And so this really is to guide you, to give you some speaking points. And really, as you progress through your case, whether you have a lawyer or not, this is just help you facilitate a conversation with your attorney and, and probably put you on some on the right path and to, to achieving your goals. So, but if you want a consultation, certainly we're available, uh, 866-DANCE-LAW or you can find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. We can do this via Zoom. You can do it phone, in person, where appropriate and where permitted, keeping health and safety uh, as a priority for you as we continue through week 30 of uh, COVID. I, you know, it's kind of a keeping track and writing these down. It's crazy. We've been through 30 weeks together doing this podcast. So let's get started and talk to guys today about something that I've always talked about in the 10 stupidest mistakes, and that's really communication. Uh, Jacob, I know that uh, you have some thoughts on that and give guys some tips and ideas, not necessarily anything legal. This really has to do with strategy. And, and I think a lot of the seminars we do in the evenings deal a lot with strategy, which I think is really, really appropriate. So I think first and foremost, you know, when we talk about guys, court orders, they should follow court orders regarding communication, right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to communicating, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about maybe some do's and some don'ts, but just generally, if you have a court order that says you are supposed to communicate in a certain way, maybe it's limited, maybe it's a protective order, uh, you have to follow that exactly. Uh, I've recently had uh, a, a number of clients be criminally charged for violating a protective order because they just went barely outside, tr truly in a, not a harmful way, but just outside of the order and now they're facing some of these uh, additional criminal uh, actions that uh, add costs to their case and, uh, and really further restricts uh, things that they can do. So it's, yeah. you have to do that with no perfect exactness. You know, and uh, that and, and protective orders, you know, that's kind of the ultimate trap. I see my clients over the 27 years where, you know, it's, it was something small that got them into the order protection. They agreed to it. And, you know, there's no communication, no direct, no written, no nothing. Uh, and lo and behold, here comes a text from the spouse and our guy gets trapped into responding and it's violation, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, some of the facts around some of these cases, uh, one, I mean, I, I believe my client when he said this, but it was like a fat finger mistake. He was sending some emails and they had very similar emails and it got sent to her and then he was charged. Uh, another guy went and uh, liked uh, an old Facebook post from years ago oh, and, and he was charged with that. So uh, that almost nothing is kind of out of bounds, especially if the, the co-parent that you're dealing with is pretty upset. Uh, just, you may just need to expect that they're going to take any little thing uh, and really hold it over you. 
it's it's really so dangerous and and it can set really the tone for the rest of the case you know i always said you know judges are derailed by emotion and uh the, the one thing you do and upset a judge everything else doesn't matter i don't care what the law yeah. is judges will deviate from it because they're angry and and the emotion takes over just like in in any case with with the litigants in family law you know, you have to kind of get back to logic and get away from emotion, but this is just a no-no, you know, when you talk with that. So maybe next we move and transition to, um, you know, communicate in writing. Is that a good tip? Uh, absolutely. Writing, uh, for, for me, when I, when I talk to my clients, I'm telling them, you communicate in writing, and if, if you have to do it you know, over the phone or in, in person, that you're following up with an email almost immediately. That way you can... It's fresh in your mind, the conversation, exactly what you both said, and you can memorialize it in an email. You may not be able to bring that in as evidence, but it can certainly help us as an attorney, maybe refresh your recollection on something that you said, and knowing that it was sent almost immediately after you said it helps with that reliability of, of mm -hmm. what was in there. Yeah, and if they um, don't respond, yeah, as you suggest, it's just, hey, just wanted to confirm I'm going to be there on Friday, or we've agreed right. to this, and they don't respond, and to me, it's an implicit admission, acknowledgement, and agreement, right. and uh, that's why I'm a huge fan of confirming in writing. I'm not necessarily, I'm not, I don't like email necessarily. I think it is misunderstood, the emotion of it, especially my father used to, whatever it was, used to email in all capitals. And it drove me crazy. And, and I'm thinking, are you yelling at me? Or is this a problem? Right. You know, so there's some dangers in doing it. Uh, but, you know, I think you want to, uh, to your point, we want to get away from he said, she said, you know. And so that certainly plays into it if you're just having uh, oral conversations and you never back it up in writing or confirm it or verify it or, or memorialize it like that. And it's subject to who do you believe rather than, and, you know, right. alternative evidence. So I think that's a good point. You know, right. co-parenting apps, what do you think of those? Uh, I think they're great. More and more, uh, I'm, I'm getting judges to, to order the use of it. Um, not to make it a commercial for our family wizard, but uh, our family wizards is one of the more, more established uh, apps out there. Um, they even have a feature called tone meter, where as you are, or typing a message, it will flag certain words and tell you if there's no negative connotation there that can give you a warning, hey, you may want to think of a different word before you send this. Um, but with a lot of these co-parenting apps like Our Family Wizard or App Close or um, Fair, any of these, they, they keep um, very good records of everything. Um, so it's all saved. And it's saved in a way that neither party can go and alter it or modify it. Like text messages, you can go and delete. Uh, you can go change even the bodies of emails uh, in, in responses, right? So there is some danger there when we're using just text or emails. But using an app like this, they, they will certify and authenticate that everything that's been posted on there has not been altered, which mm. makes it a lot more yeah. reliable in court. That's great. You know, I, did, I, I giggled for a second when you're talking about this app flagging words. I can just see, you know, as you and I know, in the in divorce, uh, every third word is probably is being flagged when you're getting angry and, you, and getting even more frustrated. 
but you know, it's like that drunk text. You don't want to send a drunk text. You need some sort of app to prevent you from doing that. Uh, this is so appropriate, you know, especially in the heat of the moment. I can tell you, I've done it um, outside of family law. You know, you get angry and you fire off something, and then maybe 30 seconds later, you're like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Uh, you know, it is. It's kind of one of those step away moments. And so I, I, I think you're right, encouraging guys to use this app if there's something in their location uh, that can really appropriately review what you're doing. And then, great for an evidentiary submission perspective, it's great. You know, and that's one of our biggest challenges as lawyers is laying a proper foundation or challenging whether or not it's been altered, modified from its original context. For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. Let's move on to never use your kids as messengers, right? That's just a really good tip on communication. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I'm also licensed in Utah, and uh, in Utah, that was without fail something that every judge I ever was in front of, they made it very clear to the parties, you never mm -hmm. use your kids as messengers. Uh, ultimately, I think they're, they're probably the biggest victims in, in a custody case because uh, you've got both parents who, who love, love them, but in that tug of war, I mean, they, they are those victims and you, we don't want to make that any worse by passing messages, oh, tell your mom this or give this to your mom, right? That, that's not co-parenting. Uh, and sometimes uh, I've seen it used in a way uh, that can be really uh, denigrating to the other parent. Um, mm -hmm. It can also start to alienate that relationship between uh, parent and child uh, and definitely for guys. If, if you are the one doing that, I think the courts are going to jump on that a whole lot more than if it's mom doing it. At least that's right. my experience. Uh, yeah. So that, that, that's the risk you run using your kids as messengers. Totally. I mean, it's, it is, that, that's the no-no. I mean, putting them in the middle, you know, there's a program kids in the middle here, and that's just very descriptive. It's, uh, it's got to be off limits. It's got to be the priority to avoid including them in anything as it relates to the, right. this case. So that's, that's, a, that's a case destroyer right there. Um, let's, you know, maybe we can give guys some ideas on what not to say. And I, and I think about this and again, you know, you, sometimes you have to laugh at, at these things. There's a movie called four Christmases. If anyone listening has seen it and the dad goes, you know, I don't want to speak ill of your mother, but she's a whore. I mean, it's kind of in front of the kids. Right. And, and I laugh because it's a classic example. Like you're trying to play it off. You know, I don't want to speak ill, but you know, so maybe you can talk to guys about what not to say about the, you know, in, in a case that could destroy their case. Right. So uh, a couple just really, really simple guidelines. Uh, in any, any communication, uh, just eliminate all kinds of profanity. Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, often is used is, is a way that we express um, maybe hard emotion in, in maybe not always the most intelligent way. Uh, and especially if you're doing that in writing, right, the judge reads Judges don't like reading the F-bomb uh, in court or an attorney reading it because it, it, it really reflects poorly on you uh, as a person. So yeah. 
cut, cut out all profanity, uh, and then certainly name calling or accusations, uh, any anything like that. Uh, ju just expect that it's going to be in front of a judge, and if you're asking, well, why did you do this, and you illegally did this, that mm -hmm. never plays well. And uh, at least in Virginia, that the judges put a lot of focus on how well the parties communicate. Yeah. And so if you're making accusations or name calling, they're going to think ah, this guy isn't able to co-parent. So he probably shouldn't <laughs> have legal custody of yeah. his kids. No, no doubt. I mean, I, I can think of, you know, 27 years I've been doing this. I think of all the moments that I've had opposing counsel read emails or texts one after another for two hours. And, you know, they're name calling, they're F-bomb, you know, directing, talking about, you know, things that just, it, the way it's read, boy, yeah. it just sours the moment, you know, it distracts the judge. And that's the thing is in every case, I want to have a theme and I don't want to distract the judge with something, you know, are there our bad behavior, something we did wrong, whether we are guilty of the infidelity or financial mismanagement or cause the breakdown. The point being is we want to get to the things that are important so that the judge can focus on the division of property and the allocation of custody, right? And just, you know, when it becomes so personal, and that's the last thing you don't. I don't want a likability contest because I always feel like I'm in trouble when that's the case. So, um, you know, I think so. Maybe talk to you guys about in our last few minutes here. What should they say? And so now we talked about the negative. Let's talk about the positive. What what steps? Guys, get a pencil right now. Write it down. What should they be saying in in terms of either oral communication or written? Right. So uh, a phrase that I really uh, kind of grabbed hold on is. Uh, would it be okay if dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, especially if you're requesting something that's maybe outside of the order, if you're asking for additional time uh, with, with your child or uh, even asking, hey, can, can I send you child support a week late? Uh, but if you, t if you couch it in this terms of would it be okay if, mm -hmm. it's almost as if you're asking their permission, which yeah. just psychologically, right? They, they think they're right. in control and, Empowerment, and that you're being, right? being compromising. Yeah. And it, and it actually ends up being, they may think they're in control, but you actually are because yeah. you're the one kind of putting them in that, in, in that position. And so I found that uh, also, if it comes to court, that that is a patently reasonable thing and it makes you look reasonable and yeah. accommodating and, Know, willing to compromise, which judges will always uh, look at favorably. Yeah, none, uh, none of this. I'm doing this. Get over it. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of thing that you think, you know, a narcissistic guy is coming out and, you know, he's got a big ego. And I think you're right. That Would it be okay if? And then give two options, you know, both options you can live with. And now you've kind of set the stage. You're happy with either, uh, obviously. Right. And now she feels like she made the choice and it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 then, and then with that, um, say thank you, uh, express gratitude as, as much as you can. Now, initially, if it's, if it's, if you have maybe a, a more strained relationship, uh, it's going to be hard and you may not feel sincere in doing it, but mm -hmm. you can make yourself say, thank you for doing X, Y, or Z. Uh, even if it's something little that does something psychologically to both of you, right? You're, you're looking more for something positive and anything positive in a stressful situation like a custody arrangement uh, is always going to make it better. So yeah. look for ways to express gratitude to your co-parent. Yeah. 
totally. And bragging and then, about your kids, right? That's a big yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's gonna be the last one. You know, take time to brag about your kids, right? If if there's nothing else in your relationship, that's one thing that you two can both be proud of. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if your kids into sports and you know they, you know, performed well in in the sport or in a play or anything that they're doing, or in, especially in school, I mean, take some time to brag about about them. I mean, that's one thing that you two will always have together, and it's one thing that if you two can both get behind your child, you're, yeah. you're just going to find that everything else kind of fall into place a little bit better. Totally. You know, it's a, it's a great topic. And, you know, I, and, and kind of as we conclude, it's some of the advice I give guys when I meet with them. I said, look, when you get divorced, one of the things I want you to think about consistently throughout this case is Mirandize. I'm Mirandizing you, and I'm telling you right now, what that means is everything you say and do will be used against you in a court of law. And so every time you open your mouth, think about being Mirandized, you know, and you guys listening, you know, that's the, the criminal, you have a right to remain silent, you know, uh, case law. So this is true. Everything you say will be used against you. Uh, so you just have to be careful, whether it's in writing, as you suggest, or orally, uh, you know, turn the tables and make it a positive. Um, and, and let's not distract from really what the facts are. So. Great job, Jacob. I, I love it. This is great tips. This is the kind of thing that we need for guys to uh, to write down and to to really get to their attorney and and uh, have a conversation. So meaty topic. Appreciate the time today. Very welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll continue to tune in to our uh, weekly podcast, which we do twice each week. Uh, also, we have our virtual town hall uh, coming up in November. So make sure to check that out at cordellcordell.com, or you can check us out on social media and register for the town hall. During that town hall, you'll have an opportunity to uh, log in live, ask questions of the Cordell and Cordell panel of attorneys, and get answers right then, right there. Until next time, have a great week.